We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode oh, of oh. No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my buddy Dan. Dan okay. How you doing? We're coming right off the heels of a big KU basketball game. Oh, man. Coming off the heel. Yep. That's why we're recording late, because you were uh, kind enough to allow that to happen. I appreciate you. Yes. Uh, uh, win or lose, I always enjoy watching those things, so... Yeah, didn't quite go how I know a lot of fans, uh, a lot of listeners probably had hoped, but that's true. You know, or maybe maybe they're K State fans and they're like, "Hey, that was great." Maybe, but I think we can all agree on one thing: nobody around here likes Duke. Correct? That's probably true. I mean, just about how that goes. Yeah. And uh, tried to get you to record before, but you were uh, in in Disneyland, and I guess my invitation got lost in the mail. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> looks like that was a blasty blast. It was fun. I was out visiting family this weekend. Got to go to the USC game, which, uh, you know, sucked because we got smacked by Oregon. Um, yeah, that's a given. Oregon's pretty good team. Yeah. I did get a pretty sweet video of Oregon's mobile sideline toilet, though. I saw that. Don't you so, wish you just had one of those with you at, like, all times of the day? Yeah. My favorite is how they put it directly next to the kicker's practice net. So he's, <laughs> like, sitting there trying to get all in the zone for, like, a game-winning field goal, and someone's like, hold on, got to take a poop. Essentially, it is a kicker's practice net, like, tilted over. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, motion activated, and it, like, stands up and kind of just, like, creates, like, a temporary net bathroom that's opaque and just got a door. You go in there, do your business in front of 100,000 people, step on out, no big deal. Wow, totally fun. So, yeah, did <laughs> well, that's that. cool, man. And got then, to have uh, good time. It's, it's got to be bad living so far away from family, I, I'd imagine. Well, my fiance's family lives here, so that, that definitely helps. Uh, yeah, true. But it's nice to go back to L.A. every once in a while. I don't miss living there, but, you know, I do miss getting to go to places like Disneyland. That was cool. Saw Star yeah, Wars Land. Man. That's, I could go there once a year, and the rides make me sick to my stomach, and I still do it. I oh just love it. Flew the Millennium Falcon on the new ride. Amazing. Yeah, what is that? What is that about? Because surely you're not flying the Millennium Falcon like in the commercials. What What are you even it's, doing? It's a, a simulator, simulator. But okay. you are literally con- there's two pilots and two gunners and two engineers, and you're actually you, controlling. What'd you do? You flew it? Uh, we went on it twice. The first time I was one of the pilots, and the second time I was one of the gunners. What's so the engineers have to do? They fix all of the stuff that the pilots break when they crash into things. <laughs> 
So that's nuts. And it gives you like a, a, a like a damage report at the end, and then they tell you like your percentile of like where you are compared to everyone else oh. who's done it that day. How what was what was the wait for that? Uh, actually, not long at all. The first we went, we got there right when it opened in the morning. Went right over there, waited about thirty minutes, and then we went back at, at night when the fireworks were about to start. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's that's the that's the that's the trick right there, man. Smooth. Everyone's like, "Oh, can't wait to see these sweet fireworks," and you're like, "Fuck fireworks! I'm going on this ride." Right. It was amazing. Fifteen minutes. Oh, oh it was am- the whole the whole Star Wars land is incredible. So, that's so fun, man. I'm yeah. jelly. We're yeah. uh, we're we'll have to get down there sometime. Yeah. Pro tip: if you go to Disneyland, make sure, pay the extra fifteen bucks. Get what they call the Max Pass. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. You just can you, get all the fast passes right from your phone. You get all the photos for free. It's you told you me so this last time. year. Yeah. It was the best. So much time. So. Yeah. I'm a well, big... speaking of uh, uh, I don't have any kind of transition, so I'm not going to even <laughs> pretend that I do. <laughs> Dude, we got a new review this week. Speaking of happy things like Disneyland, we got a review. There you go. There you go. That's a terrible uh, transition. Let me hit you with it, man. From uh, McGurkenstein. Ah, right. McGurkenstein. Yeah. For one, that sounds like a German pickle. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a half German, half Scottish pickle. It's a German pickle beer is what that is. Uh, but I love it. All right. Uh, he said, he or she should, he or she says, top notch, five stars. You guys do an awesome job every week, even when the boys aren't playing and there isn't much SKC-related content to talk about. Very informative and entertaining. My one-year-old daughter loves it so much, she claps her hands and squeals every time I turn the pot on, so we know it's at least better than My Little Pony anyway. <laughs> there you go. I'll take it, man. I'll take it, but I didn't yeah. know children were, were listening to this. I mean, thank goodness she can't comprehend a whole lot. Yeah, but well, uh, that's what you I'm think. Sh- I'm just saying. But dude, wait till she goes to preschool man. and starts uh, quoting the coups. Oh shit! Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> dude, don't even say the coups because I'm pretty sure that is like slang for vagina in Europe. All right, don't do it. Might be so. It's true. I, I found that out. Someone was like, "You have a dirty nickname," and I was like, "What? Why?" So I googled it. Don't do that. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? We've learned something today. So. Yeah, it's a bad deal, man. But hey, that's high praise. Uh, thank you, Pickle Beer. Appreciate you. Pickle Beer. <laughs> and, uh, McGurkensteinstein. I love it, man. It's nice to get that feedback and uh, someone that's actually enjoying what we're doing, even though there's no games to talk about and really no sporting news at all. I don't know if you go to the website at all, but really there's there's not much. No, there's like made up thing. Like, you know, Jalen Lindsay was on the Nutmeg podcast. I didn't get a chance was, to listen yep. to it today. That wasn't um, bad. But not a whole lot of news. I mean, we, we'll go over a little bit of like a couple of Blue Testament articles that they put out that, that are mildly interesting about uh, Sporting KC. But, you know, we're kind of in that lull. We haven't yet had any sort of roster announcements yet, which probably means they'll announce them, you know, Wednesday morning when we release this. And then we'll have to wait a whole week uh, to talk dude, about it. I think they've got to wait. I think they're going to have to wait till. well, they don't have to wait because other people are announcing things. But I just don't think we're going to do much until after MLS Cup. Yeah, sporting's the kind of club that seems like they don't do things early just to do them early. Like they'll they'll mm-hmm. you know, Peter's going to take his time and and try to, you know, use as much of that as possible to make the best decision he can. So, yeah. Exactly. But uh let's let's talk a little bit about MLS playoffs and and what transpired before we get into uh some of these non-game uh sporting tidbits, but um 
we were totally wrong, buddy. <laughs> we thought it was LAFC in Atlanta, and uh, that's not what it is. So, um, it's not you... at all. We suck. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, at least it's not like we have a podcast or anything. But um, did did, uh, did you get a chance to watch either of the the two games, either LAFC versus Seattle or Atlanta versus Toronto? Nah, man, it's it's bad. I've kind of. Uh... I've kind of tuned out of soccer since, I mean, I call me a homer or whatever, and I, I really ought to watch these other games. But for one, the West Coast game, I was, it was just no staying up late for me. I'm just not doing that. Uh, I think I'll pop MLS Cup on, but it's, uh, nah, man, I didn't watch these at all. Yeah, I, I watched both of them. Um, I, was, I was interested. My thought was, okay, the best chance at Atlanta not winning MLS Cup is if LAFC beats Seattle because obviously Atlanta is going to beat Toronto. And I was like, I can't, I don't want to see another MLS Cup hosted in Atlanta. I, I don't love LAFC, but I'd rather have them win, beat Atlanta, and then they can take the 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 mantle as the most successful expansion team in the first couple years of all time away from Atlanta. That's fine. And, you know, a f- first little bit, it seemed like it was going according to plan. LAFC scored first, and then uh, five minutes later, Seattle scores. Four minutes after that, Seattle scores again, and then they put the dagger in uh, in the second half and three one Seattle. Um, I was shocked. Uh, sounds like you didn't know this until maybe the next morning. Next morning, I mean, I, 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 you know, I saw it was quite the game when I was going to bed, and I woke up, I checked the score first thing in the morning, and I was like, oh my, that that was my reaction. I was like, that's that's interesting. Uh, Seattle back in it. I, and I don't know. I love I love the controversy of it. Like I, I I'm not really a Seattle fan, but the fact that they upset LAFC in LA, I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of controversy. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm a fan of a of a good story. Yeah, and that's chaos. a good story, man. An upset. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, so I I would love for Toronto to go into Seattle. Oh man, and, and write another story, you know? Oh, yes, please. That's I'm all about it now. So let's hope. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that here in just a second. Um, my only, my, my biggest, like I guess, sadness about this game is that Sebastian Salazar couldn't interview Bob Bradley after the game and be like, "So why didn't uh, Carlos Vela show up in a big game?" And right, then, uh, right. That's perfect <laughs> because have, he didn't. Yeah, and have Bob Bradley rip his head off on the spot. Dude, he did. But, get get lost, Jimmy. Get lost. <laughs> he almost turned around That's, and fought him again. He said, get lost. And and Salazar was like, you got it. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then he had the receipts, pulled out the quotes where Bob Bradley was, oh, was talking about it himself. So, hey. You know. That's like my new thing, just telling people, get lost. Get lost. And then turning around and almost fighting him again while the camera's still on you. Oh, um, I love it. I love it. So, yeah, Seattle wins and then the next day is when atlanta takes on toronto and suddenly everybody in seattle becomes the biggest toronto fc fans in the world because if toronto can somehow upset atlanta seattle gets to host their first mls cup they've never hosted it before even though they won it they won it in toronto and then uh when they played it again the following year it was again in toronto except toronto won and, you know, this game, um, four minutes in, Julian Gressel scores for Atlanta, and everybody's like, oh, no, here it goes. But then uh, 14th minute, Nicholas Benize levels things for Toronto, and it's starting to look like, okay, this might go to extra time. And then I'm sure you've seen the highlight. Nick DeLeon, 78th minute, and one of the most stunning playoff goals I've seen in a long time, puts the dagger in Atlanta. Their dreams die, 
and I loved every second of it. Toronto wins two one. Oh man, it is phenomenal. I, I I'm I'm Jack, dude. I I just we're not getting those two perennial powerhouses in the final that everyone thought, dude. Ninety nine percent of people thought that that would be the final. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and you know it's look. I know Toronto and Seattle. They're nothing new. We've seen this. This is what the third time in four years now that we've seen this. This is kind of becoming like the Clemson Bama of MLS. It's like, oh, Seattle and Toronto again. Yeah, a little um, bit. Roll time. <laughs> this time it's uh, it's in Seattle. They're going to have 70,000 people there. They're opening up all of CenturyLink. Um, I think this is going to be a really interesting game. We don't know if Josie Altidore is going to play because he's been dealing with an injury. But, you know, while he's been out, they've been playing Alejandro Pozuelo at sort of a false nine, and it's been working pretty well. Um this game's at 2 p.m. on Sunday, so it's right in the middle of sort of NFL action. But I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Does Seattle uh, sort of get redemption after losing last time they played Toronto? Or, or do you think Toronto can go into the CenturyLink uh, Fortress and, and pull off the upset? I mean, Seattle's pretty hot right now, but so is Toronto, dude. But I think Seattle has the upper hand just being at home. But the, these two teams, man, they they were not top of their their – conference you know so it's no. uh to have them going in like this it's it's a whole new ball game now and i think see to answer your question just simply i think seattle gets it done to be honest man they're just they're firing on all cylinders but hey toronto might get josie out the door back and that's kind of a game changer that no one has really seen in their lineup for a while you know yeah if he can stay healthy which of course is the big if josie's had injury problems throughout his career and his time in mls uh, it, but if he can stay healthy, he's he's a big body up top, and and he's definitely an asset for for Toronto. For me, I think the biggest you say thing, he's an asshat for Toronto. <laughs> asset. Ah, gotcha. You know, he might also be an asshat after Trinidad <laughs> and Tobago. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, the thing that struck me most, and I think you know, I I don't know if you saw this in any of the highlights, but Toronto's biggest weakness in that game against Atlanta was Michael Bradley. He did not look good. He looked old, he looked slow, and he looked washed. And if and he's going for a new contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if Seattle's forwards and midfielders, you know whether it's, you know, Raul Ruiz Diaz or, or Nicolas Ladera or your boy Jordan Morris can can sort of work the middle of that field and and turn Michael Bradley around, I mean it's going to be tough for for Seattle not to come away with a victory. But We'll see. Yeah, so. I agree, man. It, it'll be exciting, though. I mean, LAFC in Atlanta would be exciting, too. But this is cool, man. This is, uh, like you said, Seattle's never hosted it in their their place, and they sold that bitch out real fast. Yeah, and I saw, uh, I think, Jeremiah Ocean from SB Nation was saying that, you know, he was looking on, like, the, the secondhand ticket websites, and there were, like, less than a thousand combined tickets available which means that these are people who are buying tickets to actually go they're not buying tickets to then try to like turn them around and scalp them and make some money so well, that's good yeah it's uh it's gonna be a pretty intense atmosphere so it'll be fun to watch and uh what y'all don't know is dan told me off air that if jordan morris scores the winning goal he's gonna get his face tattooed across his back i did not say that so that was not even what oh my god you're not even listening to me <laughs> that's what was i yeah, no, I just, you know, I know you uh, you had your little thing with Jordan Morris, so 
knowing how yeah. it goes, he's probably going to score the winning goal. I mean, we got another message saying, like, <laughs> don't be a Jordan Morris apologist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Telling me to stick to my guns yeah. and whatever. And I, I'm like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I am sticking to my guns. I'm just not, you know, I'm not trying to fight the kid, you know? <laughs> he's a. It's weird. He's a very divisive player. Like, some people are like, especially Seattle fans, he's so good. Like, I don't know why everybody hates him. He's fine. And then there's people that, like, straight up hate the dude's guts because he well, didn't I go mean, to Germany. I'm not there. I don't. I, I don't hate him as a person. Like, if he came and played for us, let's go. Score the goals for us, bro. You're my <laughs> you're my best friend. But the fact that he's scoring goals for someone else, I'm like, kill him. Everybody kill him. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting. And uh it'll definitely be a fun fun match to watch. So yeah. we'll we'll talk about that next week after it happens. We'll we'll break it all down and, and then we got a couple of US men's national team games to talk about next week too. So we'll uh We'll see what happens. Hopefully, the U.S. don't lose to Canada again, but we'll see. When you say, whenever you say we'll talk men's national team games, I'm just like, yay. Do we have to? <laughs> cool. Yeah. I don't know if you watched last week tonight with John Oliver, but he'll always be like, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. something that's absolutely not cool. Yeah. So, it'll uh, it'll be a fun fun MLS Cup to watch, so we'll, uh, we'll talk about that next week. But... We uh we do have a few sporting KC news items I guess you could say to, to talk about briefly. Um, we probably won't go as long this episode as as we have in, in episodes past. But you always say that, dude. And now we're going for ninety minutes. Well done. <laughs> sporting KC. Uh, so every year Forbes releases like the valuation of MLS clubs, operating income, all that stuff. Um, you know, on Monday they released it. And Sporting KC landed in 10th place out of 24 MLS teams, $325 million in value. So um, if you look at who the top clubs are, obviously there's some of the usual suspects that you would expect. Atlanta United is, is valued at $500 million, LA Galaxy $480, uh, LAFC $475, then it drops to Seattle $400, and Toronto FC $395. So, you know, these are these are the big names, heavy hitters. Sporting KC is what I would say the most valuable of the small market, quote-unquote, teams. Because all the teams in front of them, Atlanta, LA, LA, Seattle, Toronto, Portland, New York, Chicago, DC. Yeah, man. That's cool. So... Does I mean I don't know what this means other than I guess it means that Sporting KC has built a very strong brand. Shout out to Chad, our guest from last week, and the success on the field has has sort of elevated this the, the Sporting status as a, a a successful club in the league. So does this excite you at all, or is this kind of just like ah eh, it's cool, but like does it really mean much? I don't know. What do you think? I think it's really neat, dude. I mean, still kind of middle of the road, really, but that's okay. I mean, we're we're above the other teams that you think would would be above us, you know. But uh, yeah. to, to put us at that place feels, yeah, it feels accurate, feels good. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing for me is like I know we're not going to be competing with the LA teams. I know we're not going to be competing with, you know, New York City, Chicago, even these are big clubs in big cities even though like chicago's not been overly successful but like kind of surprised that we're valued more than the new york red bulls 
Like that one caught me off guard a bit. Um, heck, even the San Jose earthquakes being just outside of Silicon Valley. Like, you know, it, it's just, it's good to know that Sporting KC is, is pretty high up there. So, I don't know. Thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, 100%, man. Uh, let's see. The other, I guess, what you could say, big-ish news item that dropped about Sporting KC is Sporting's not going to have Ivy funds or Ivy investments, whatever they're called now, as a jersey sponsor past this next season anymore. Right. We're yeah, going to get a new... I thought they had a super long uh, partnership, but I, I guess that's... I mean, it, their partnership went longer than this, right? They're just deciding to terminate it? Yeah, so I think according to uh, the story in the Kansas City Star, uh, the the deal with Ivy Investments uh, originally was intended to go through 2022, uh, but for whatever reason, they yeah. are quote-unquote realigning their marketing efforts and Sporting KC agreed to, to part ways. So it's it's pretty interesting i mean okay so who goes on the jersey then you know that's a that's a good question uh it's it's not one that has been totally answered children's Um, mercy probably yeah so that's a good question i mean jake reed made it kind of sound like that they might already have someone in mind and he was like you know gonna be one of the the most unique um partnerships in sports oh that's Um, not unique then Children's Mercy is not unique. Well, so what I was trying to figure out is like, okay, how much of this is just Jake Reed marketing speak, and how well, much? Well, and of they this... already have the naming rights for the stadium, but then again, that doesn't matter because, like, look at New York Red Bulls, right? Right. So I don't know. I think it, it's possible that it could be like, if I were a betting man, I would say probably Children's Mercy, and I bet they would say that like the reason it's unique is because it's like an all-encompassing thing: stadium name, jersey name, clinic where they provide services to the academy players and and sporting uh network affiliate uh youth members they get sort of medical services and and training services so i could see them spinning it that way but i I mean i don't know Mm. if you think it's gonna be something like etsy (laughs) (laughs) well i was kind of like it'd be kind of cool if they did like joe's casey barbecue or jack stack and then like had like brought those restaurants into the stadium that'd be cool or even or even shitty ass arthur bryant's whatever (laughs) (laughs) that's uh that's actually what it would say on the front of the jersey shitty ass arthur bryant's so (laughs) it's what you get when you eat (laughs) arthur bryant's (laughs) um i mean if you think about who the other big name like kansas city companies are i don't know that they would go with any of these but garmin is there you know, maybe That's they could true. do something with Garmin and like, you know, fitness tracking. Like that might Shit. be unique. Maybe it's PNC Bank, yo. This could it could just be you, Dan. Kuzer. They're already a, they're a regular <laughs> sponsor already. Like yeah. a, like they do the giveaways and stuff once a year. Yeah, so Garmin could be interesting, and they might do some interesting stuff with like fitness tracking and technology. That could be interesting. Uh, there's AMC. I don't know what they could do with AMC. AMC, like the see it, like the movies. Yeah, they're headquartered in uh, in oh, Leewood. That's right. So, um, that could that'd be, be pretty cool. Could I love be. AMC, bro. You love AMC. I do. I do. Uh, I mean, but then you like think about the other big name company, like Sprint. Can't see them doing it, especially now that they're probably merging with T-Mobile. Yeah, Hallmark. Why would they? Well, do they it? they had Sprint stuff and they got rid of it. Right. So that probably doesn't make sense. Hallmark, I don't know that that makes any sense. 
I wonder if it's anything like we could speculate all day on this. But if it's something they already have, but they're moving it to a bigger jersey sponsor, because I'm thinking like, well, Toyota already has like stadium rights and some jersey rights around uh, the U.S. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. that'd be a big one, Toyota. Yeah, and you know they will also be able to have you know the the sleeve sponsors as well. That'll be a new thing. So there will be two new jersey sponsors, but. Uh, you know the the main jersey sponsor on the front will will be the big one obviously well i'm excited to see and i I, that would have been a fun question for chad last week though i'm glad we glad we had him on a week too early but it would have been fun to be like so is the jersey design already done with ivy invest well no because ivy investments is going to be on there for next year like that's done right but if they've already got not i mean obviously they know what next year's is and he said they already had uh, right 2021 locked up as well so right. that's a good question. Like you, you kind of design, like if you look at the Houston Dynamo Jersey, for example, when they had their, their no uh, sponsor year and they had sort of that like retro, um, I would call it almost seventies looking Jersey, the black one that had like the orange gradients across the front looked freaking gorgeous without a sponsor. But then once they slapped MD Anderson cancer center on there, it didn't look as good because it wasn't designed. I it just didn't look like it was a jersey that was meant to have a sponsor on it. So, I don't know. It would be interesting to know if that changes anything. But we'll have to have yeah. Chad back. Part two. Have him back on. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, the other little tidbits that were in the the uh, Sporting KC uh, article on the Star was uh, the average home game attendance was 18,601 and that 89% of season ticket holders renewed for 2020, which were both uh, a little bit down from last year. So can't say that's surprising, though, given how the year went, right? Yeah, it's not surprising at all, man. That It started declining like the moment we started throwing games away in the final minute, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting time, but we'll, uh, we'll know – I mean, who knows, I guess, when they'll announce the jersey sponsor, the new one. They'll announce the new jerseys, obviously, in March, but it might be until maybe after next year. Oh, right. Yeah, they won't won't say nothing. They don't want to take, like, focus away from anything current. Yeah. So, we might have to wait a whole year to find out, so let the speculation begin. Ayo. But, and then uh, one thing I want to also mention before we get to our listener questions is... Blue Testament ran a little thing on the average age of teams in MLS. Uh, and so if you look at Sporting KC, uh, the average age of Sporting KC's starting lineup was 28.75 years in 2019. Uh, if you look at the average age of everybody who was on the roster at the end of the season, it was slightly older at 2897 but that makes Sporting KC the second oldest team in the league, uh, behind just the Chicago Fire and ahead of just Min- or ahead, just ahead of Minnesota United. Does it worry you at all how old Sporting KC's not just starting lineup but also just overall team was? Well, I feel like we I feel like we knew that all along. We just weren't having that conversation. Um, you know, because teams are old, man, and that's okay. But, like, I feel like we need some kind of youth spark, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you look at 
Matt Beasler, he's made 25 starts and missed some because of injury. Tim Melia, 32. Seth Sinovic, 21. Graham Zusi, 26. Roger Espinosa got hurt, but he had 15 starts. There was Benny mm-hmm. Failhaber had 13 starts. Christian Namath had 18 starts. All of these guys are over 30. So it's not great. Like, you know, 40% of, of Sporting KC's starts were by people that were over 30. So it's just tough, man. I think it's it kind of shows that they need to sort of retool the roster a little bit and bring in some more youth. Yeah, I just don't think they're that old, though. Like, I don't know if that's the main problem. Um, just this year felt so fluky. Like, it was just hard to identify a problem other than having game focus, having focus for 90 minutes and not 88 minutes, you know? Yeah, although I will say I think the age does play a factor, especially along that back line. Uh, you know, yeah, you see Zussi getting a little slower year after year, and I just kind of wonder if Jalen's not going to come in and take that spot. Yeah, Zussi's getting slower, Beasler's getting a little slower. You know, obviously, Fontas and Barat were not nearly as athletic as Ike was. Seth's no spring chicken, but he's probably not the starter at left back, at least right now, with Martins. Uh, I just I don't think you can rely on these 32, 33, 34 year old players to just routinely be the engine that drives a team i mean roger got hurt and maybe it was a fluke but maybe he's old now and we can't count on him to be a 30 game starter i don't know so it's either uh, man i I feel like roger is going to be that vampire of the team though i mean if anyone's (laughs) everyone else is going to retire before he ever thinks about it yeah i mean he'll he'll, i mean all these guys are going to end up in the sporting legends probably for the most part, it's just a matter of, you know, when they move on. So we'll see, but it, uh, it does kind of lead into a good question that we had from, from Zachary Harden. And we don't, we can't answer this fully, but he asked with Nashville and Miami expansions, who do you see leaving SKC to go to those expansion teams? So there will be an expansion draft and sporting KC will be eligible to have a player selected. We don't yet know who's protected, but you know, obviously you can guess the people like, you know, Johnny Russell, Felipe, all of them are going to be protected. But if people who you think might be fringe players, is there anybody that maybe won't be protected that you think might be enticing for an expansion team like Nashville or, or Miami? Or do you think that, eh, I mean, given the way Sporting Casey played this year, probably just going to pass and won't have to worry about another Latif situation? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not too worried about it this year, but, uh, then again, that means we probably should be worried. <laughs> yeah. The the weird thing, you know, a player that I could imagine, like, maybe being, you know, in trouble, like, as far as in trouble is not the right phrase, but, like, at risk of being picked, is, like, I don't know if somebody like Jimmy Madronda will, like, make the cut to be protected, per se, because there's enough other players that I think Peter might want to be, want to protect, but also he's been injured and he's been coming off an injury. So would Miami or Nashville want to pick him? But then Nashville might look at him and say, hey, he's got experience. Like he could come in and play left back for us or something. I don't know. So it's tough to say. Maybe someone like him. But like I think I kind of agree with you. I don't know that there's any players who are that enticing that won't already be protected because they're not going to have Buzio or Lindsay or any of them or shallow even because they're all homegrowns. So they're automatically protected. But true yeah i can't see there's if there's if anyone's taken if it's going to make much of a dent like the latif thing did yeah 
Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I think it'll it'll be interesting. Um, we'll see. Um, Christopher Rogers, who every time I hear that name, I always think it's Christopher Robin um, from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> but um, he said last year Toronto FC played in the Champions League um, after winning MLS Cup in the Supporter Shield in 2017 and then proceeded to place ninth place in the Eastern Conference and 19th overall. This year, they're back at MLS Cup. Do you see any hope in parallels for Sporting KC? So what do you think? Mm. I, I guess I don't understand the question. So, like, he was saying that, you know, just like Sporting KC was really good last year, Toronto was really good in, in 2017, went to Champions League, kind of, lost in the champions league like sporting did but then had that like champions league lull for the rest of the season where they could never dig themselves out of the hole just like sporting kc couldn't dig themselves out of their hole this year but then the next year after toronto was really bad they were right back at it no champions league but they were able to make their way to mls cup so do we think sporting kc Mm. will be able to do a similar thing next year kind of like how we did what toronto did last year yeah it it certainly gives you a little hope and shows that it can be done right so, I mean, you got to kind of think like, okay, well, that's that's the master plan. That's how it's supposed to work out. Um, I, I would love it if that was if that's the way, you know? Yeah, I think it's certainly possible. I mean, Toronto FC wasn't without some major roster change. I mean, they lost their best player, Sebastian Giovinco, but they replaced him with an MLS Best 11 player in Alejandro Pozuelo. So it took a little bit of roster retooling, but they were able to do it and yeah, they were able to get back. So I think it's certainly possible. Do I think sporting Casey's actually as bad of a team as they played this year? No. Do I think they need to do a, a, some retooling and, and have some roster change to, to get back to where they were? Yeah, but I think it's possible. Just sort of depends. So, um, and then last question that I want to take here from Scott Koppel said, with the looming collective bargaining agreement negotiations, are there any SKC players up for contract renewal that you would think would rather change leagues than sit through a potential lockout? So let me just read you a list of players here who are are not in contract after this year. Um, And you tell me if you think any of these guys would rather basically move to another league than try to sit through a lockout if that were to happen. So there's Sinovic, Jimmy Madranda, Shallowy, Gerso, um, Rodney Wallace, Zalalem, Hasler, Benny, Christian Namath. Those are all, there's a couple others, but they're real young guys. Um, do any of those guys, maybe particularly the older ones, sound like you might think, eh, well, if there's a lockout, I don't have you know, maybe past this year much left in my career anyway, I might go try my hand at another league elsewhere. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I don't, gosh, I don't know who sticks out to you. I mean, I can't yeah, even, I can't name anybody right now. The problem is I like, I don't think Seth Sinovic really wants to waste a year of his career with a lockout, but I also don't know that there's much of an appetite for Seth Sinovic in other leagues around the world. So where would he go? I mean, Christian Namath, maybe like, he could go play in like Thailand or something. I get like, I mean, I don't think any MLS club is going to give him nearly the money he had this year. And I don't think he probably wants to sit through a lockout, but like, where can he go? Hungary? Can he go play in his home country? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That's about it. Um, 
and then I guess maybe Benny, but like, I, again, where, you know, there were rumors about Benny going to play, was it in Israel, I think? Um, yeah, there were. A, a few years ago, but he also might just retire. I don't know. So. Yeah, man, they're kind of teasing that with him, you know, going to do this Fox Sports analyst stuff. Yeah. Yeah, He and he was pretty good at it. He's got a good personality. Yeah, so. and that's something he wants to do. So I think he's kind of mulling that idea around. Because he's out of contract this year. Yep. Yeah. There's an option for 2020, but man, I don't know. I don't know if Sporting Casey's going to pick it up. I don't know if they should pick that up. So you don't know if they should. Nothing against Benny, but just like it's just he's not Benny anymore, and and he's not. He can't be that same sort of consistent attacking threat that he used to be. Um. He he can't play defensive midfielder that well. Really, I don't know. I just, I don't see it. So, I feel yeah, I I kind of agree, but I, I hate to agree. Yeah, it's gonna be a weird year next year, man. I don't know. It's gonna be very very odd to see how Sporting KC looks. So, we'll see. Who knows what uh, twenty twenty will look like? But all we know yeah. is there'll be a couple new expansion teams, and uh, hopefully Sporting KC's not as bad as we were last year. So. There you go. Those are the hopes. Let's get to a couple of news items from around the league before we end it off for tonight. Uh, Carlos Vela won the 2019 Landon Donovan MLS MVP award. Surprise! Yeah. I mean, (laughs) people uh, thought maybe Zlatan might win it, but Carlos Vela won it in a landslide. How's this? So this this is pretty crazy. He averaged... He averaged 70% of the vote, essentially. Zlatan came in second with 14% of the vote. But this is what I think was interesting. The media split, because media, club executives, and players all get to vote. The media voted Carlos Vela 64%, Zlatan 22%. Club executives voted Zlatan 65%, or excuse me, Carlos Vela 65%, Zlatan 13%. So still, you know, a wide range, but still like 64% Vela and, and a bunch for Zlatan players voted 80% for Carlos Vela and only about six and a half for Zlatan so a huge difference wow. between what players, players hate thought. his ass well that's what I was gonna like players not only apparently hate him but like players probably look at what Carlos Vela does and they're like I don't give a shit about his media antics on the field it's no question so I just thought that was interesting yeah that that's true but it's not a surprise. Like, you know, everyone thought it was going to be Vela, and it was. So, a um, couple other little bits of news. Uh, Dome Torrent, I don't actually know how you say his last name, but the NYCFC head coach is apparently Torrent. Torrent? I don't know. Probably Torrent. Uh, he's French, I think. He's not going to be the NYCFC head coach after this winter. So, it's going to be a head coaching vacancy. And that's a pretty attractive job. So. That's interesting because he did well. Like he didn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? It's so it's so that team's so weird. They still don't have a stadium of their own. They Yeah. Were the first play I think the problem was they finished first in the East this year, but they didn't even make it to the Eastern Conference final. And so it was kinda like if you couldn't do it this year, then like are you just not want, not gonna do it? And and they I mean they are owned by the Yankees. They're owned by Manchester City. And those are two clubs that are not used to not winning or not competing for things. So probably a high-pressure situation. 
but you know it is uh what it is so yeah no idea who's gonna go coach there but should be interesting i mean watch like yeah. jose Mourinho come in and take over New York oh City. my god so i don't know it'll be interesting to see who uh who steps up there um <coughs> excuse me uh nashville sc acquired dax mccarty from the chicago yes. fire how weird is that yeah he's gonna be in nashville also dave romney um the defender who uh they got from oh i was like LA Galaxy. no <laughs> no relation to mitt but yeah it's it's weird gotcha. dax i, I kind of like dax but he uh he's gonna be uh a nashville sc player so kind of interesting um, and then the last little interesting bit of information. Do you know uh, Adam Lalana of Liverpool? You heard of him? He's a midfielder. Plays for Liverpool uh-huh. FC in the English Premier League. He's 31 years old. The Telegraph is reporting that he will have multiple offers from Major League Soccer for next year. They don't say which teams, but he's going to be out of contract with Liverpool at the end of the 2019-2020 season. So next summer, he uh, might make his way over to Major League Soccer. Um, he's 31. He's, I mean, he's a pretty decently known name, but he's not like a consistent starter for Liverpool. I mean, is this a good thing for I mean, this kind of goes back to that question. Is it good for MLS to sign 30 year old European players who can't quite cut it in the top leagues anymore? But if sporting KC, they're still exciting to watch. If sporting KC were to sign a guy who, you know, played for a champions league winner, Liverpool, like, is that something that would get you a little bit excited? Sure, absolutely. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. We'll see. I mean, they say he'll also have offers from China, and China will probably pay stupid money because that's what they've been doing. But I don't know. That's uh, just something to sort of keep an eye on. But that's about all the news I got this week. There's there's not a whole lot going on with uh, you know, no more games and no uh, sporting KC roster moves. And so yeah, you got anything else for our good listeners? Man, like like you said, that's really that's really it. <laughs> yeah, I did get it's, taunted uh, a little things bit. Things gonna pick up though. You got taunted. I was gonna. I just wanted to give a shout out to you know our listeners because I came in hot last week after the Packers beat the Chiefs and oh yeah, the Packers lost to the Chargers in an embarrassing fashion. So yeah, I, I had to you know take my medicine. So that is weird, man. Green Bay is like the inconsistency with them is is very worrisome, but. I think the Chiefs maybe helped them out by beating the beating the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Anytime the Vikings lose, it's a good thing for the Packers, so I'm happy. Right. But the Bears would like both y'all to lose, but uh they're they're <laughs> well, they're bottom feeders. They need a new quarterback. So they they do. I think that's it, man. So uh All right, brother. Yeah, thank you guys good so time. much. Thank you so much for listening. Uh make sure you leave us uh a uh, five-star rating and review, just like uh, Pickle Beer, um, Mc, Mc, McGurkenstein. <laughs> and uh, hopefully he changes his name to Pickle Beer now. If it's not your it. Twitter handle, it should be. I love um, it. But make sure you leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMac03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Uh, shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, make sure uh, if you have any ideas for who we should interview next, let us know across any of those platforms. Uh, but if not, um, we'll be back with you next week after MLS Cup. He's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll talk to y'all later. See ya. 
Now, pickle beer actually sounds delicious, so... Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.